All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucksters? What the fuckadelics? How's it going? I'm Mark Marin. This is my show. This is WTF, the podcast. Today on the show, Sinbad. Don't dismiss the Sinbad. I ran into him at the airport a while back, and we talked about him being on the show. And it's interesting how you identify Sinbad in your mind or what you think of Sinbad. You know, my associations were uh, a guy that, uh, that, that will definitely wear some outfits and he'll move around the stage a bit and always seemed somewhat off the cuff. He's a, a fucking comedy monster, man. The real deal. And it was a, an amazing uh, chat. It was amazing to get to know him and, and get to talk to him. Solid dude. And if you want to see him live, he'll be in New York City at the Resorts World Casino in Queens this Saturday, August 1st. The next weekend, he's at the Florida Theater in Jacksonville on Friday, August 7th, and the Capitol Theater in Clearwater, Florida on Saturday, August 8th. He's still out there, man, and he's, he's in good form. We talked about him doing some music, doing the, just his whole process. Yeah, it's weird that I can do this show for as long as I've done it but actually meet comedians that, that have a very specific journey that may be similar to others, but uh, is uniquely theirs. And I, I've been having a lot of conversations, a lot of great conversations lately that I'll share with you, obviously, on the show. A lot of great people coming up, a lot of emotional conversations. I think I've cried in the more in the last two days for reasons that are beyond me. I don't know if something's giving way. I've, I've heard of this uh, male menopause idea. I don't know really what that means. I know that I've been uh, very emotionally close to the surface, but I was talking to a woman in here and uh, she was just telling me her story. It wasn't even necessarily that 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 emotional. Maybe it was emotional, but I'm, I was listening to it and I'm just squirting out tears and, and to the point where we had, we, she had to stop and take notice of it. What is going on? These are not sadness tears. I, I, I don't know how to explain it. But I think it's a good thing. I, I'm not afraid of squirting out a few tears appropriately. An emotional response to a visceral stimuli in the form of a story that someone is sharing with me. I, I, I feel it. I feel these transitions. I feel the emotion of it. I, 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 I guess I'm sort of, I don't know if I'm starved for it or if it's just because I'm connected or empathetic in that moment. But man, I, it, it overwhelms me. It overwhelms me. It's just like weird moments I'm finding extremely touching. Uh, it, it, you know, some dude, you know, just an hour ago, some homeless dude eating a slice of pizza outdoors, sitting there. I'm putting a quarter in my meter. He goes, hey, you got a cigarette? I go, I don't smoke. He goes, yeah, not, not many of them do anymore. And I don't know how he was separating us. You know, I don't know how I became a them, and I'm not sure where he thought he was from, but not many of them, me being one of them, smoke. And I said, uh, yeah, I gave it up, man. I used to. He goes, good for you. Save you $5 a day. Not the health thing, but the money thing. And I understood that. But I, And I laughed in that weird laugh that you laugh when you acknowledge you're having a moment with somebody that, that is kind of awkward, but nonetheless a human moment, but you want to somehow close that moment up in a, in a nice way. So you're like, hey, yeah, man. 
and you walk off and I felt a, I felt a little bit of emotion. My brother's here. My real brother is here. Whew, boy, that's something, isn't it? Isn't it weird? Isn't it weird, people? I'm a 51-year-old man, 52 in September. My brother is 49, almost 50 years old. We're a couple of middle-aged men sitting... Who the fuck ever thought that would happen? And it's weird when you don't see your brother much, which I don't, and he shows up. It's like, it's, it's, I, it's, I can barely identify the dynamic sometimes, but it's the exact same dynamic. There's that, you know, at any moment, it can just crumble into a competitive nightmare of misunderstanding and defensiveness and then we have to you know work through it and and one of us will cry a little bit and be like i'm just happy you're here and you know it's good to see you it's right oh god such an intense family i come from just emotions right on the surface at all times except for my mother who is perpetually i think 14 years old emotionally that's that's what i'm living with before i forget I have a few dates coming up in the UK and in Ireland. Wednesday, September 2nd, Vicar Street, Dublin, Ireland. Thursday, September 3rd at the Queen Elizabeth Hall in London, England. And Friday, September 4th, Queen Elizabeth Hall in London, England. You can go to WTFPod.com slash calendar for those uh, links to those tickets. Come on. I haven't been there in years. I don't think I've ever been to Dublin ever. Very exciting. Also, I don't want to forget this because I haven't really mentioned it, but I'll be at podcast movement yes i will be at podcast movement in fort worth texas uh with aisha tyler uh roman mars so yeah so if you know what that is you can go to podcastmovement.com it is in uh in uh in fort worth texas and i will be there i will be speaking on the second on august 2nd i believe i'm filling in for glenn beck so yeah, that's going to surprise some of his fans if they don't know I'm coming. <laughs> what are you going to do? Huh? What are you going to do? I'm not I didn't know that I was filling in 10 o'clock on um on Sunday, August 2nd. Uh I am in conversation with Adam Sachs of Midroll Media at Podcast Movement. You can go to podcastmovement.com for for tickets uh if you're if you're in that area, if you're in Texas. Yeah, or you want to come to Texas on short notice. All right, so that's that's what's going on. There's a couple of things happening. I'm going to New York. I'm going to appear on the Charlie Rose show. Charlie Rose is going to interview me, and I'm very excited about it. I'm a little nervous. He's like the real deal. I'll be taking mental notes while he's talking to me. And I don't know if you've listened to me carefully when I'm interviewed by people who interview. Generally, I tend to try to shift it onto them at some point during the interview. I'm not saying that's a tactic or it's my plan, but I find it interesting to do that in the middle of an interview of me. I wonder if I'll do that with Charlie. I don't know when it's going to air. I will let you know. Deal? Deal. So... I think I'm just going to go now to my conversation with Sinbad. Is that okay? Because I'm feeling vulnerable, feeling choked up. Okay? I'm feeling... Oh, boy. The struggle continues. All right, let's now enjoy a very uh, fun and engaging conversation with Sinbad. My daughter started doing a podcast, man. Oh, she started doing one? Yeah, man. She's, she's, a, she's a singing musician. They asked her um, over at the guys over at Levity, man. Asked her to do this podcast. She started doing music. I took on the role. I said, look, I put everything in the backpack because I'm, I'm, I'm a tech freak. Yeah. So all the equipment. So let's do some test runs. So she really, man, she was good at it, man. Doing Dude. interviews and, oh, really? and, and keeping them flow and all that shit she talked works for her on the podcast. So uh, what, what does she talk about? She, you know what? No, she talked about pop culture, uh-huh. music. 
Like what's her name? Uh, Paige Bryan. It's called Keeping It PC. I was impressed, man. Yeah. You didn't know she had it in her, Dude, or what? No, I, I knew she had it, but I didn't know she would do it. You know, How old is she? She's twenty nine now. Okay. And she just took to like duck to water. I was like, "Damn, girl." <laughs> How many kids you got? Three. Yeah? Yep. She the oldest? She is the, yeah, she's the oldest one. My son is 26. My other daughter's 20. And what were they, are they all in show business? My son just finished film school. He's a, dude, he's a hell of a filmmaker. Really? But he's a renaissance man. He went to school for audio engineering. He can rap. Uh-huh. He, he, he played piano. Uh-huh. He can produce music. Dude, he's just. And they all grew up in it. They all grew up with yeah. you. <laughs> I grew up with the thing, man. Oh, they weren't going to work nine to five. I knew that. Do you come from a big family? Six of us. Wow. Six yeah, kids. Six kids. Where'd you grow up? Michigan, man. Where in Michigan? Bitten Harbor, Michigan. So on the on the west side, closer to Chicago. I was on the Chicago South Bend border. Uh huh. And what uh, what was it? What what kind of world was that when you grew up in? This? Crazy world. You know, it's funny, man. It's a small town, but like my town ain't no joke, brother. Yeah. Yeah. So I think everything that I am, everything I became as far as comedy wise, yeah, is is what from being there. Yeah. From being a kid, from being a, from being a kid in the Midwest, man. I can't. I can't pay for that enough. Well, like what? In, in what way? Like I mean, what was it? Everybody was working. My dad worked. We worked factories. You know, we, we had big dreams. Did he? Oh, my dad. My dad was working in factories. My dad was a preacher. He worked two or three jobs. Did he come to preaching later? As a kid, man, he was kind of tossed away by his, his mother. She gave away all the boys and girls. Gave him away. She got remarried. We gave, are, like puppies because the new man didn't want them. Oh, how the hell so my, that so my dad do my dad like grew, puppies dude like it was like it was nothing and then my dad grew, <laughs> to relatives though no to anybody anybody here's a kid in the neighborhood yeah, yeah. and then so I can probably just not down the street maybe and woman said I'll, I'll, I'll take him really yeah did, does, did you know that woman yeah she was not a nice woman <laughs> I think she thought my dad was gonna work for her ass oh, through so her yeah. old age right right take care of her. yeah didn't work out no so your grandmother just gave him away. Yeah. And then he, uh, when did he start preaching? That was like in his 20s when he was ready, he was ready to become a wrestler. My dad did all this kind of stuff. That's he hilarious. Was ready, he was ready to wrestle. And then he said, God called him to preach. And he became this dude. He wanted to play to bigger audiences. Yeah, he, he, just, thought- he just, he was ready to wrestle. Man, you know, this is Elkhart, <laughs> Indiana area, brother. This is the home of the bruiser, the crusher. Yeah, yeah. You know, Prince Pull and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Thomas. So when he became that man, this I don't know how he became this man with no skills and being a father is a great was a great father, a great man, was one of the most respected cats, but he never judged anyone. Yeah. Now I see pimps, hustlers, doctors, lawyers, I saw everything in my house. So I didn't see the difference because I found everybody had problems. I didn't see the difference in people because they had money. Yeah. Or not money. Right. Because they all were jacked up. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. and my dad was like probably the most honest man and one of the hardest working men, but he didn't take no mess. He, he was that breed between he didn't take no mess, but he'd give you a chance to to, to straighten your stuff out. Uh, yeah, really, yeah. A, a reasonable. Yeah, yeah, give you, give you, but, but yeah, uh, practical. Yeah, but, not, but I ain't playing with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got a little time. Yeah, to figure yeah, it out. A little time, figure this out, my dad. <laughs> you figure this. I'll be back in fifteen minutes. You figure this out. <laughs> so he, you, you saw pimps and all kinds of people. Yeah, because all came to my dad that? constantly. All came to my dad. Oh, of course. When they needed constantly, when they needed to, to help, or somebody was in trouble, or somebody had a kid in jail, or somebody was sick, he was the man. Oh yeah, he was the cat that did, could make things happen. Did he? Uh, did he have a church? Yeah. Uh huh. How big the congregation? Good, you remember? Good sized church. It wasn't yeah. like these mega churches. Yeah. I don't think my dad. No, that didn't exist. I look then. at him. I don't think he wanted a mega church. I think when he got older, he saw these mega churches. Like maybe I could have done more. I said, "No, nah, man," because everybody in your church knew you. His church, everybody 
knew him. He was yeah. he was the cat. He was the dude that would come to, you, to your house. He was the one that if your kid was in trouble, he goes his his word was strong. So if my dad spoke up for somebody, uh-huh. it meant something. Uh-huh. You know, right? So he was a respected community yeah. leader. Yeah. And uh, did any of your siblings go into the uh, into the church? No. Huh. After seeing that, I said, I'm doing this. <laughs> really? You didn't think <laughs> no. it didn't look like a No, kid? I, you know, I was like this because, man, people, people are hard to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> man, when you're a man, <laughs> yeah. people are congregations and Especially things like that. Especially if you're that guy, you got to take that. Yeah, I know, man. Are I'm, you awake? And I'm crazy. I'll leave you in jail. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think all of us were influenced by what he was as a man, him and my mother. So we're all influenced by that. So Did you see him preach? Oh, yeah, all the time. So is he a good performer? Oh, he was the best. Yeah. Best, funny, <laughs> yeah. sing, did everything. Yeah, like was it played uh, basketball? Till he was sixty. Really, Play, my dude, he was a renaissance. They don't. Am I call that? That's that dinosaur man. They don't make no more. We are not that guy. Mm-mm. We are not. No, we were just talking we about not, not fixing our roof. We're like we're like the seventies hippies dropout. Yeah, Black Panthers. Yeah. We became yeah. that next generation. Yeah, <laughs> it's different. It was different because we still our hustle. Kids younger than us, because we look at like I look at young comics. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't even know how to hustle. They think they're hustling. The whole I like how everybody goes, man. I'm grinding. Dude, that's just a word. Yeah, they don't mean nothing to me, man. I'm on the grind. I'm on the grind. I said, not really. You don't know what it's like to be going to comedy clubs with five guys in the car. That's right. And yeah. just rolling. Yeah. No car. No plane. No. Nope. Ain't no hotel. Yeah. Comedy condo. Right. They, I said, y'all don't grind. Well, that that I think that idea of what you came up with in in me uh, maybe just a little later was yep. this idea of uh, you know this is a job. The, the job is comic, not yeah. I do comedy to yeah. get something this else. This is my career. This, this is, who is the I job. Am. Right. No, because no, this is because I don't want a job. Right. I did this because I don't want a yeah, job. I don't, I, don't, I don't even think I know would know how to do it. I always get saying, man. Did you have any jobs? Oh, yeah, I had many jobs. I worked but like in, real jobs? Yeah, like before worked comedy? In fa- worked in factories, worked in, nothing that was career like, Why, like, I, like I worked in an office. Right. So I'm walking away for comedy. Right. Now, I get, once I got kicked out the military, I was done with jobs. Right. Well, yeah, I, uh, you know, like I did restaurant shit. I did stuff. Yeah. yeah job, but job, nothing yeah. was like, hey, man, I was working in a, at IBM and I yeah. decided to walk away. Yeah. I knew that was going to work out for me. I knew that was not you were just, my right. You were just waiting for something well, to reveal itself. I can't be itself. that guy like, Sinbad, can we talk Can we come talk to you? I couldn't have a boss. Can I talk to you? No, I quit. Yeah. I quit. I don't want to talk to you. I don't have a better <laughs> can, attitude. Can I talk to you? I don't want to no. work harder. I don't want to work harder. <laughs> no. I hate this place. Yeah. I hate you. Yeah. Well, I'm just pretending. Yes. I, I'm trying it to get sucks. by. <laughs> I Man, know, I can't stand it. I knew so, I fundamental knew I authority. Football. I wanted to play football basketball. I was in bands growing up. I played drums. So I said, it was always going to be, I mean, I wanted to be that, you know, that thing that was different. Yeah. I want to be the thing that people that work are like, oh, I wish I was him. Right. I want to be that but it's guy. It's funny though, because you weren't sure what it was going to be. Yeah. But you knew it was going to be about you. Or like, I, yeah, 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 yeah it's going to be. You're probably on the drums. It's going to be about me. I'm yeah. going to be, and I'm going to be, I said, and I'm going to be the best. Right. So it, there was. But when you were drumming, oh. were you like, like, they can't see me. No, I said, man, I should play guitar. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I got to be up front. The guy with the guitar. That's why I picked up guitar five years ago. Yeah. So now I play guitar. I was at bass. I was at a guitar camp with my kids. Oh, really? So I went to guitar camp. So I learned how to play bass. I said, man, and I'm playing trombone and trumpet now. I'm talk box and keyboard. I said, so plus I have ADD, so I can't play one instrument. Right. I got to play nine. Sure. But, but you do pretty good with them? Yeah, man. It just, music comes to me. So, well, that's a gift. Like music, yeah, I love music. music. I love playing guitar. More important than comedy, I think music oh, is more important. Dude, I used to magic. It's my magic. Thing is comedy, and music are cousins. I yeah. always wanted to open for bands. I never wanted to work. I didn't even want to work with other comics. I wanted to work with bands. Did you do some of that? Yeah, you did a that's lot. Of it, my, right? That's how my career. Dude, I would show up at venues 
They had a band, and I would wait outside and say, look, man, if you need somebody to kill time, I'm a comedian. Really? And they would leave me outside, and then they go, comedian, come in here. <laughs> go get the guy. The band's there, so they go get him, put him on the mic. <laughs> Dude, I live for that. All right, so let's, let's track it. Where do you figure into the six kids? In the middle? You second. Be, you're second. Yeah. So you're almost the oldest. Yeah. Is everybody still around? Everybody's still around. That's nice. I think my older brother, he lives not too far from here. Oh, really? He's like Eagle Rock, man. So he's That's not right far. there. He's not too far from here. What's his racket? Uh, you know, my brother was classical pianist. Really? Summa cum laude, straight A student. My, my brother was like, so when I went to school, they go, oh, you're Michael's little brother. I said, oh, no, it's not that kind of party. I'm, I'm the one that... <laughs> I'm, that, I'm the one that makes the parents real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was a uh, he was a so musician. So now he does business and finance stuff. But you know what? My brother should be playing piano. So I said, man, why don't you? He should be playing. Isn't that piano. weird? When that that's he should a... be teaching piano. He should be working piano music therapy. He's just a he's his best heart in the world. He's the most patient dude to ever live. Does he lose the love for the music or what? No, I just think I think you think you have to go do this job again with the job. Yeah, you think you have your job. I said, man. Come back and do music, man. But maybe he's making some money with the job. Well, you know it's not because you're not making crazy money. Because it's California. Yeah, man. Unless you do this is this is the weirdest place. Either you're making a little bit of money or a lot of money. Yeah, there's no in between money. No, in no, 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 no. There's no room for them. No. <laughs> All right. So you're the second oldest. How many? What's the breakdown? Sister, four boys. Oh, so me, my, my brother, older brother, me, my two other brothers. And my sisters. When did you start entertaining? When did you you went 80, to the middle? Eighty three. That's when you started doing comedy. Yeah. But before that, what were you doing? You were in the playing surf. basketball. I played college basketball. You did? Yep. And then I were you good? I was good, man. I had problems in University of Denver. Was a, probably was the worst four years of my life. Fucking Denver. Yeah, it was the worst. Why? It why, was why I was it so bad? Picked the wrong school. It was, you know what? But it was all part of the education. I call it the educa- I call it the voyage of Sinbad. It's Places kinda... I was at, I was not supposed to be at. Think about it. I got recruited to the Air Force Academy. Popovich was at the Air Force Academy. Um, I turned down the Air Force Academy because I didn't want to cut my afro off. So then. <laughs> joining the military. So you got, you got your afro. So this uh, this was uh, you know, oh, a, a was, black power thing. Dude, this was like I'm this, not going to the Air Force nah, again. I ain't do. I can't cut the fro. <laughs> I can't spend this. This is the hottest time of the '70s, and yeah. I'm gonna have a no fro. No fro. Oh, you had your on. priorities. I can't be that dude. Oh, I had an afro picking. Stayed in my hair. <laughs> yeah. Stayed in my hair. So you had an issue with uh, Denver, and what was the problem in Denver? It was you know what we um, a lot of us came out there and. Uh, Who's us? The coach, my guys I played with, yeah. man. And it was just a bad experience. It was, man, racism was still hard. White, like it's a little time. white Colorado. It was, it was, it's a, it's it was, still it, hard now, yeah, isn't it? It's, it's hard. You know what? It's not near what it was before. But we see it. Look, you watch the news, you read, you read the papers, you see what's happening. That's an old vanguard mm-hmm. that has to die. I always said, I like to see what this, I wish I could see what this world's going to be like when the generation before me dies. And my generation dies. Right. Because even when we talk to our kids about racism, you, know, you can be as militant as you want. They're like, Dad, the world's changed. I said, they have no concept. Of what you went through. That's why racism throws them off like, wow, you see what happened? I said, it's not dead. Yeah, It's, it's not as big as it yeah. was, but it's, mm-hmm. they have no clue. They didn't, they, they, they read about civil rights. They read about things, but they didn't go through it. Well, I think that's a, that's sort of the complaint of the generation for a lot of reasons. Yeah. You know, not just sort of like, you know, with the, with the internet, they, they don't know that we had answering machines. Before that, there was no answer machines. <laughs> yeah. You just, somebody had to call you, yeah. yo, man, Bob, I'm trying to find you. Yeah. That was it. I'm here. Okay, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, well, I, mean, it's a, it's, I don't want to trivialize anything, but I think that they, their, their experience is limited to just pictures. It's instant gratification. 
instant text message. Mm-hmm. I said, look, man, if we had it, we'd done the same thing, but I thank God we didn't. We'd have never had the music we had. Or we, would, we wouldn't we would spend time with people the way we do. Well, what happens is, we call it social media now. Yeah. No, dude, we were social. That's right, exactly. That's, social that's, media. that's right. We were social. Yeah. Y'all are the least social. I don't even know why they call it social media. No one talks to not each social. other. You dog each other. Yeah. I hate you. I saw you. She fell on stage. Dude, they can't wait. Yeah. They yeah. go in. They, I call them keyboard gangsters. Yeah. They can't wait to go in, you little gutless yeah, predatory. cowards behind predatory. keyboard. Yeah. So, all right, so you go to Denver and it's still racist. It's bad. And it was the college was, school was, a. it was a, you know what? It just was what it was. And I, me and my, and my guys I played ball with, we talked yeah. about it. Some of the guys that really affected, it, I was lucky because I got this. But what, you didn't get, you didn't get out, you didn't, you were, out, you were benched we played, or what? Remember that time, back in 1974. That's when you were in my college. college yeah. at, at any given time, you didn't have three black players on the floor. Right. If there was two two players, black players on the floor, and the third one was coming in, one of us was, was coming out. Yeah. So we would do, we both run to the bench. Well, why why do you, why was that? Because world they didn't want to be outshined. No, the world wasn't ready to see. They just weren't the, ready to the, see the, it. The blackening of college basketball. Remember, these were sports that were still kind of white uh-huh. sports. We were in there, but being a black point guard, we weren't supposed to be, we weren't supposed to be quarterbacks. Right. We weren't supposed to be point guards because we're not smart enough to bring the ball up court. Mm. So, dude, it was it was stupid yeah. stuff when you look at it. Yeah. And and what what did you experience there? And the kids, oh God, the rich kids. It was it was called the. Harvard the West, the way rich kids would talk. Yeah. And dude, you just want to like, man, I'm about to slap you, I think. <laughs> you can't say that to me. They touch your braids. My hair was braided. What's that feel like? Post-fro, you were braided? Me, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> you just want to touch your head? Yeah. <laughs> and then also, I was going through my thing, yeah. trying to find myself and who I was. And, so uh, that was, so yeah. you're playing ball. And that, yeah. how'd you end up in the military? Was that the next thing? I was... Um, I was at home. I came home. You quit college? college? I quit college last year with like six, seven months left. With out of anger or what? I, or just because yeah, I'm you out. Didn't... I said, I don't want nothing from the man. Oh. I don't want this school to ever say I went here. Right. So I threw my books in the air. Yeah. I made this big statement. Then I realized, oh, I ain't got nowhere to go. Yeah. So and I, no one gives a shit about your And no I saw it. <laughs> and I can't pick the books back up. <laughs> right. So I was I was drama back then already. Mm-hmm. So, but I said, I'm going to be famous. It's yeah. okay. I said, they'll discover me somewhere. Yeah. Somehow. So I, I yeah, come you're the home. guy that threw the books yeah, up man. in the air. Yeah, dude, I threw the books in the air, man. <laughs> and they had to sit at the bus stop and go, man, I should have thought that move yeah. out. <laughs> I should have really, I need to pull up, I need yeah. more of an audience. Get that. I need to get like, so people could talk about, I remember the time that dude threw the book in the air. Yeah. So when I got famous, I oh man, he threw his yeah, books dude, in the air. Yeah, that was a statement. Yeah, he yeah. made a statement, it was yeah, deep. No one was looking, man. No, no, but you can't stay in my room so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I appreciate what you did. <laughs> yeah. And I found out. It's bold. A lot of times you do stuff that's bold. Yeah. And people look at you like, hey, man, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't stay with me. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. But you got to get off my yard. Yeah. Uh, so, but no, know. it does. It makes you stronger. Yeah, sure and, it does. Uh, so I go home. I'm, in, I'm I'm in the basement. My dad's house. My mom. I'm in the basement. My dad comes down. Oh, the, he's going to. And I think we're going to go at it. But this is how my dad is. My dad goes, look, hey, man, let's blame everything on that coach. Let's blame everything on everybody else. Yeah. He said, what you do with this from this moment on. It's your fault. Right. Wow. Now they want the responsibility yeah, speech. Yeah, yeah. I really have the anger speech. And I said right. like this, man, I wasn't ready for this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. I started reading all these books on positive thinking, the power of positive thinking, yeah. Norman Vincent Peale, Old Magic stuff. of Believing, yeah, yeah. stuff that's still, right. the, the whole philosophy has not changed. Right. What, the, the bullshit What the philosophy? mind can do. No, what the <laughs> mind can do. Okay. To me, it's never, been, it's never been bullshit because- we can be anything we want to be. Mm-hmm. And once you decide to make a turn, how many people have you said, man, well, look at your life. I, I'm, I'm tired of this. I'm doing something else. Yeah. Sometimes out of anger, we make a turn. We even know we're making a turn. You just did something. You know where that becomes a problem? When? With comedy. 
Like you, like no. if you, you get far enough down the road, you're like, fuck this, I'm gonna, no, I don't, no, I can't do anything else. No, but you know what you do? You say, I'm going to do it a different way. Sure. So you don't quit doing it. That's right. So you don't quit doing it. You go like this. You know what? Going to grow. Going to grow. Like Richard Pryor on stage in Vegas. He was a clean comic. He said he did Cosby, but in Cosby. And yeah. he's standing on stage in Vegas, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's looking at the audience. He goes, he says, "What the fuck, am I? Yeah. fuck y'all!" Yeah, fuck and it, remember, whoa, everybody went nuts. And he said he had, he had to sneak off to right. the wrong side of the stage because the dudes were waiting for him. Right. So he had to go through this pipe, and it tore his jacket off. Yeah. And he made that statement. Yeah. And they went paid, to they went to Oakland. He paid the price, yeah. which I love about it. I look at cats now when cats are being vulgar or whatever stage. You ain't paying no price. You get rewarded for it. Yeah. Cosby, uh, 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 George Carlin, uh, uh, Lenny Bruce, paid a price. Cosby didn't. Well, Cosby, Cosby did. Well, Cosby. Well, Cosby, Cosby came out, man. His first review that said about Cosby, uh, he was this angry black man. He said, "Really?" His first review, dude. I was just talking. So he went. He said, "Okay, I got something for you. I got something for you." Yeah. He started doing stuff. They couldn't touch him. It couldn't touch what he was doing. Yeah. You know, and I look at what he did. Everybody, this is funny. Cats act like he was not as deep as Richard. Right. I said, please, man. Cos was one of the most militant cats I ever met. He he was one of the smartest guys I ever met, but you, you, he didn't he didn't he was he was not what people thought because of the way he did comedy. Well, he was because well, he he knew the game and, yeah. he, and he worked within it. So how how are you feeling about yesterday with that news? Man, you know what my I I can't even comprehend my my right? because I know him. You know when you know somebody, even if when you know somebody and not just know somebody, but all the stuff he did, colleges giving twenty million dollars to college and 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 I know do all the I things know. he did. I can't. Throw that, dude! I can't negate that. I I can't. It's hard, right? I, I, what he did for me, I can't. He, I I, talk, I can't negate that. Well, man. I, I talked to a guy because I have, like, my experience with Bill Cosby's work is is relatively new. Yeah. Like, I knew of him, but I was a Richard yeah. guy, yeah. and I didn't grow up black. You know, you have the familiarity. Both of them, right? But I had that experience five six years ago where I watched Cosby himself, and I'm like. This, that this, dude was real. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then I go yeah. back and I listen. Yeah. To, you know, I knew he was great, but I didn't know why. And the reasons, like he decided what was funny. Yeah, he's gonna sit down. Thank you. He I'm gonna sit. That's right. <laughs> I'm gonna sit, and you're gonna wait, and you're gonna wait for me to get to the punchline. <laughs> Bill said, "Don't be scared of silence." Right. He could go for seven minutes. Yeah. With no laughter, all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. I said. Who does that? There's not person's not young. Right. Person. So they, yeah. So the challenge becomes, you know, as somebody who you know grew up with him and, and respects him, like you got to separate now. You got Bill Cosby, the comic you love, and Bill Cosby, the guy who raped women. And you're like, man, whoa! It just, oh, it's awful. dude, I can't even, say, I can't even say it. I can't, I, know, I can't I, say I it. I don't even, and, and the thing is, but all these young comics, <sighs> Oswald just, Patton said something once. He said, "We all knew it, liar." Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, he's right, here, liar. It was a joke among comics. Bull, mm. bullshit, man. That yeah. was, that's a lie. Yeah, I didn't know it. That's a lie. I he, didn't know he it. He said, "Well, we we knew it." You didn't even hang with Bill, man. Yeah. Shut up. Now, what's your relationship with him? What was it like with Who, Bill? Yeah, he that started you. My mentor. This is the cat that that put me on a different world. This is the guy I got to hang out with and, and talk with. He's, he's still my guy, man. Yeah. This, this is he was. I watched how he worked. He showed me how the game worked. See, Bill showed me. When I just found how militant he was, mm-hmm. the stuff he had put up with, the yeah. stuff that he had to do, I said, man, y'all don't know. I told Kat, it's like, there's a movie called The Spook Who Sat By The Door. Mm-hmm. This movie came out in the 60s yeah. about a, a black cat they thought was an Uncle Tom, mm-hmm. but he was the most militant, crazy cat and started blowing up buildings and stuff. Yeah, Because people just decide what a black man, this is the funny part. Oh, if a black man wears a suit, he ain't black. But if he wears a dashiki, he's black. I said, well, a lot of cats who infiltrated the Black Panthers were police officers who wore dashikis. Yeah. So you can't always go by what a cat's wearing. Right. Or how a guy talks. Right. Because some guys talk the most trash, do the least. 
Right. Well, that's Bill a- gave a college twenty million dollars. I tell brothers, how much more blacker can that be than give Spelman College twenty million? How do you frame what's happening now in your mind? I can't. See, this is what got me. You know what the part that got me? How quickly people turned on it. Before well, yeah. there was no, before they knew anything, people just turned. It's like they wanted it to be true. But now that we kind of know it is, how do you frame it? Like, okay, do you I just, haven't framed it yet. Yeah. I'll never turn my back on it. Never. Yeah. I won't. I, yeah. I I know what it is is, is wrong, but I won't. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I saw so much right. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's hard to explain what I'm saying. It's no, just, it's not. I understand. You know, it's it's got to yeah. be a horrendous conflict because I think everybody had the same experience. Even people who you know, are, 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 are outspoken about yes. it is that they have to deal with the same thing you yeah. are. They didn't know him, but they're like, I love that guy. Now yeah. he's a monster. What yeah. do I do? And uh, I know I look more at, I see, damn, I hope it's, it's like, it's, does his legacy mean nothing? Does yeah, who, everything he did, positive, the TV shows, different world, does it all mean nothing now? Like, like OJ, you know? I think that's what's happening. And that's the part that makes me cry inside. Yeah. You know, yeah. that that's how you'll be perceived. Man, he fucked it Especially up. Especially by the ones who don't know him, you know. Well, that well, you knew him, but there was yeah. obviously something you didn't know. Do this somebody look. Well, no, I know. There's things I know. about me I people know. don't know. Me. I know, I know. I've killed so a we've been people. talking about it for yeah, years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Comics know, Simbad. We, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all knew. We all knew he killed a couple people. <laughs> but that was the road. Yeah, man. The old but you, you can kill people on the road back in the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, so what was the military experience? So you decided when your father laid it down, you're like, I'm going to join the service? No, it was, I was going to, I met my high school, I, think about, I was thinking about finishing school, becoming a coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm eating cereal. Doing man. the last semester. Yeah, yeah. I'm Maybe eating, back yeah. home. I'm eating cereal, man, I see a helicopter. I said, I think I want to fly helicopters. <laughs> it was a Coast Guard ad <laughs> on a box of cereal. Oh, really? So I was inspired by cereal. Right. So I mean, sure, we man. all were. We all so were. So I'm eating yeah. the cereal, man. I said, but you know what? I'm going to go to Coast Guard. I'm going to know how to fly. Yeah. But when I get out, I'm going to start my own service. No questions asked. I'll fly you anywhere. And I will deliver anything. So once again, I still went to my crazy world. Right. Right. I'm going to be this midnight, I was going to call it midnight flyers. <laughs> You call us, we ask no questions. We'll get you, because I had that adventure. If you got a it's body. That movie. It was that movie in my right, mind. Right. Body, drugs, whatever. Yeah. I'll get you there. Yeah. Just don't tell me what you got. Right. That was the no plan. No questions asked. helicopter? It's called no fl- helicopters, jets. I'm going to do all this. Okay. So now, but I go to the AFES where all the military stuff is at. AFES is for Marines, Army, Coast Guard. And the guy goes, Air Force dude. I was like, man, you want to, why you want to fly in the Coast Guard if you want to fly? Should be with the flyers. Yeah, I said, yeah. Yeah, I said, man, but I can't be a pilot till I finish college. No, man, we'll send you to college. The lie. Yeah, we'll send you to college. Yeah, really, man. Yeah, finish basic training. We'll send you to college to fly. Basic training. That's the deal. Yeah, man. I'm joining the Air Force. Yeah. So I joined the Air Force, man. I go to Air Force, man. I realize. Oh, God, I have so messed up. I have jacked up. I'm the first week of basic training. I got to get thrown out now. That quickly? That quickly. What happened? First day we got up by the screen. Get off, bro. Everybody shout. Everybody yeah. shout. All this hollering. All this hollering. Yeah. And no, but no one messed me up. It wasn't the hollering. Yeah. It was the younger cats. Cause remember, I was like 21. She so had kids 18, 19. Yeah. Dude, they were like, they were crying. I said, are you crying? Are you crying? <laughs> All they're doing is hollering to get off the bus. This ain't real. Yeah. This ain't real, man. We just look, look, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm out. I was going to walk off the base. I was going to walk off the base. But then you would have been AWOL, right? I figured it's only been a day here. Right. And let it go. Yeah. That's my mind. Right. So 
I found that you gotta you have to dumb it down for the dumbest person. So you go in the first day, pick up your pencils. Do not pick up the pencils till we say pick up the pencils. Pick them up with your right or left hand. Already, Castle, pick up the pencils, messing up. I said. So we, he gets mad at us. I said, I can't get jacked up because of dumb cats. Right. I can get out. So now, when basic training, you're in your squadron. Yeah. I said. I'm gonna be that guy. I'm gonna be everybody's friend. I'm gonna be the funny dude. Yeah. I don't. I want no responsibility. I don't know how Tech Sergeant Parks knew. He called me in his office. He said, um, "You're a little older than the rest of the cats. I need you to be my dorm chief." No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. Don't put me in charge, sir. He said, "I'm not asking you." Yeah. I said, "I can't be in charge of these people." Cause they're gonna hate me now. I want to have fun. I want to be the fun dude. I'm the fun dude. So he knew that yeah. I was gonna be the one. I'm he, he, he he's knew. taking you down. So dude, he put me in charge. He get, he was inside. He's yeah. punching you from the inside. So I had to be in charge of my guys, uh, man. But I got some of the guys still. I got some of the guys still. But when the six weeks are over, you kind of hang out. You got a couple of days downtime. Now they find how crazy I'm like. Oh man, I wish you wasn't the dorm chief. Man, you're so damn cool. I said, I know. I know. <laughs> But y'all are crying. I keep thinking my bed. I said, man, I had to deal with all that crap. Yeah. And then how did you get kicked out? So, I mean, I'm a boom operator. I would feel airplanes in the air. For the moment I was in, dude. You were flying? Yeah. I, 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 no, I was a boom. I flew. You were in the plane, but I, you had I to run the... the I was in the back of the plane flying the boom down, but I learned to fly. I was in Wichita, Kansas. What, the... No, you you yeah. flew the thing to the, yeah. the hole in the other plane? Yeah. yeah. The nozzle? Yeah, man. That was your thing? That was my Up thing. in the air? Yep. I was good at it. But did coordination you, basketball, bro. Did you do it? You did, but you didn't see any action, right? Oh no, no, I came in after right after yeah. Vietnam. So what happens is, I'm like, I'm crazy, man. I'm, I'm growing an afro. I, I use a stocking cap to keep it small. Yeah. I'm not saluting officers. I'm wearing the wrong outfits. Uh, I'm impersonated office. I had captain's bars. Yeah. I just want to see like what it feel like to be a captain. And you got in trouble for I that. I got busted, shit. man. I had no strike. It took everything, dude. But no one got me kicked out. What? There was a. Air Force Talent Show. That's what how I became a comedian. Yeah. After all, that's why I always will thank the military. Tops in blue. Look it up. They performed at Super Bowls. It was the Oscars of the military. Uh-huh. And I was like, I saw the comedian. I said, I'm winning that next year. Yeah. I'm winning. I'm winning. I, I'm, I ran out with an epiphany. I told my friends, I'm winning that. They go, man, you funny. You ain't that damn funny. Right. I said, no, I'm funny. And then it was at the Recreation Center. I would hang around the recreation center and they did plays. Uh-huh. And I started doing plays. I did one floor of a Google's Nest. I, I got got the bug, the acting bug. So who'd you play in that? I played Chief Bromden. You did. You yeah. Did. I wanted to be the main Murph. cat. I wanted to be Murph so bad. She said, "No, you gotta learn how to be quiet and silent, and strong." I said, "This, I won't be the in." <laughs> so you started crying. I, I was crying. I like. She said, "Well, if you don't, you won't be in the play." Yeah. But she knew, like I say, sometimes people know How'd better. How did you do? Oh, we killed it, man. Mm-hmm. We killed it. I, I got down, bro. So what, this is like 75? Yeah, this night. No, this is 78 after college. Four years of college. Okay. So this is 78. Um, so, uh, so now 79, you got to wait. 79, 79. You got to wait a year before you're going to do the contest? Oh, yeah. So a year goes by. I'm doing plays and stuff. Contest comes. Dude, not only do I, okay, there's two categories, MC and comedian. Mm-hmm. I wrote all these jokes. I did this Devo thing for the comedy category I was the only one in the comedy category what do you mean I Devo thing Devo remember the Devo band, yeah. the band we I did this Devo. whole little because yeah. I didn't know how to, I didn't know this was comedy what I do Yeah. I thought you had to write a sketch Right. so I was people can write a sketch bit. so I did the yeah. Devo thing and I had silver paint on my face and everything I get, I committed Yeah. 
I didn't get enough points to beat me. I lost in the comedy competition, and I was the only one in it. <laughs> but the MC category came up, mm-hmm. and John Salem, who was doing the music from Nashville, and I always hang out and talk crazy. He said, man, let me see your jokes. He balled them up through the trash. That's what are you doing. He goes, man, that ain't funny. You're funny. I said, what? That ain't funny. You're funny. Yeah. And then the curtains opened. I said, oh, no. Yeah. And I just started talking trash. Yeah. And the base commander's falling out. Everybody's falling out. So I won. So now you go command level. So we drive, all of us. We go to command level. I drive the whole way because I'm talking. I got ADD, so I don't need to sleep. Yeah. So we get there. I won. I set a record. What do you mean? So for points, score. Yeah. So now you killed it. the rest of my crew has to go home because none of them made it. Yeah. So I go to worldwide competition. This in the Air Force. Yep. Worldwide yeah. competition, Barksdale, Louisiana. So man, show how life works out. I didn't even know this world existed. Oh God, man. The entertainment oh, world yes. of the Air Force. Yes, it's real, baby. Yeah. So luckily, I'm the last. I think how fate works out. I'm the last MC of the week. Well, there's a guy there who's done it. He's won three years in a row. Yeah. They all, when they all got there, they, what's up? They're all hugging each other because they hadn't seen each other. Right, years. right. So I can't. So I hug people too. Girl, I ain't seen you. And they're pulling back. Girl, yeah. I ain't seen you. Yeah. Like, who's this crazy dude? Yeah. And I'm like, I but said, that's psyching him out. Yeah, I right? said, I'm a singer. Not too much a singer. Uh-huh. So you have rehearsal time. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm in there singing terrible. And I'm telling the piano player, you are not following my key changes. <laughs> yeah. He goes, I, I can't. You follow. You want me to fail. <laughs> so they're like, that guy's a jerk. He's yeah. a nut. And then Edleen Bailey, uh, a Philip Bailey sister from Earth and Fire, uh-huh. says, you can't possibly be a singer. <laughs> she said, what do you do? I said, I'm a comic. <laughs> I'm just messing with people because I don't like how they hug each other like they were special. Yeah. She says, I'm watching your show. <laughs> yeah. So, man, Willie, Willie the Wiz, Willie the Wiz is MC. Man, you got to have a gimmick, man. You got to have a gimmick. So Willie the Wiz, he would wear wigs and stuff. He yeah. goes, man, sit man, you got to have a gimmick. I said, okay, we go to a costume shop in, in New Orleans to get, get the, he got the Willie Wiz. Man, you gotta wear this cape. I said, no, nah, I think I'm wearing that Playboy costume. Yeah. No, nah, no, nah, man, it no, no, that's what I'm saying, man. Like a bunny nah, man, costume? Yeah, yeah I, bought, I, I got a bunny costume. <laughs> yeah. I said, I'm wearing a bunny costume. Man, you can't, man, dude, you can't, forget, don't get a costume. No, you told me I need a costume. Yeah. I'm wearing the bunny costume. Yeah. So, Bobby was a dancer. Bobby was 6'2", cut up. Bobby was gay. So nobody wanted to room with Bobby. So all the guys, I said, I room with Bobby. Man, you gay? I said, y'all so stupid. Did you see the girls he danced with? Yeah. He's gay. He don't want none of them. They all belong to me. Yeah. So now they go, oh, I said, no, no, too late, because y'all don't think it out. Yeah, right. So Bobby, man, is showing me some dance moves. But I put on the Playboy Bunny costume. I said, Bobby, man, my butt's out. He goes, I got some tights. So he gave me some white tights to wear. Yeah. So I got these white tights. Yeah. So I'm the last one up. I walk out there to get ready to go out. I got this Playboy Bunny costume on. Yeah. Tom Edwards is still in charge. Tom's going like this. What are you doing? I said, this is my gimmick. Willie the, Willie the Wiz told me I needed a gimmick. Willie said, I didn't tell him that. <laughs> he said, you can't wear that. I said, then I have to be naked because I have nothing else to wear. So I just wore for the intro. I went out and wore for the intro. Man. And I did a whole thing about being a male Playboy Bunny, how we're sexually exploited. Yeah. Dude, they fell out. Yeah. But the guy in charge... When, they, when I saw that show the year before, he was sitting in the bar at the NCO club. I ran in. I said, man, uh, how, how do you win the how you win the MC category? He goes, what? How, how do you win? He said, he wrote down a piece of paper. Say the name of the act. Say what category they're in. Tell some couple jokes. Say the name of the act and get the F off the stage. Yeah. I wrote it down. Yeah. So I came back the next year. I showed it to him. I said, this is what you wrote for me. 
He said, man, you the first kid. So, dude, I went out there and did exactly what he did. He said, do you have a routine? I said, no. Liar. I said, give me anything to talk about. So right before I walk on stage, they would give me a word or two words. I would go out and do routine on that. Yeah. And they're like this. Tom Edward goes, I don't care if you win or lose, I'm taking you. So, dude, they scored everybody so high. I had a perfect score, but they said they scored everybody so high, they said they had to relook at it without without looking at me. Oh, right. So they ran the tape back, but they wouldn't look at me bringing intros just so they could see the act. Oh, too funny. Yeah, so I was like this. But I didn't pay attention, man. They got Bob Hope's manager. It's one of the judges. All these people do it. I'm just doing what I do. It's funny because uh, years ago, Norm MacDonald was in here. Wow. And uh, he's great. And he told a story about you two working together, I think, in uh, Vegas or somewhere. I don't know. It might have been a double bill. He might have been yep. opening for you. And he said, before the show, you guys went and you need to buy socks or something. something. You do? Socks, dude. It was yeah. socks. <laughs> he, said, he, said, he said he went up there and just ate shit. Got nothing. And you went out there and you said, you know how hard it is to buy socks? And just killed. For like... <laughs> that was always the thing then. My, my whole life has always been, I see stories. I, you know what? I read a- But it I, happens imp- impulsively. It's reactive. It's just, like, I you see know, pictures, man. I, see, I actually see it. But, you're, but when you get on stage, like the difference between having an actor wearing a silver face yep. is that you know when you're on stage with nothing but your, your wits- you know, your natural reaction when, you, you, when you're cornered like that. It's almost like you're cornering yeah, yourself. You cornered. And you, you got to be funny. And I relive. I relive. I, I'll, I'm, I, I'll write a piece of paper. Talk about riding my bike. That, that's how <laughs> that's I write it? Talk about riding but my bike. But you remember bike. what's funny about it. I remember riding, and then I remember other people riding, and then, I, and then you tweak it. Yeah. The whole thing is I lied well. All those things that got me in trouble growing yeah. up made me a great comic. Well, how'd you get kicked out of the service? Oh, last and final straw, I come back. Uh-huh. I win. I'm at Worldwide. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna. Uh, you going back? I no no. I'm coming back to the base. No. I was, oh, you I was come, gonna okay, travel with them. Right. If I travel with them, my time would be up in the military. I was gonna travel. So I called my base. He said, "Call your commander up." I said, "Look, man. I said I, I won. I said I'm the best. He said, what? I said, I'm the best. He let me go because he thought I was gonna make a fool of myself. I said I'm the best. I said it's good for the base. It looks good for the base and the command. He says to me, "Well, you know, sometimes we have we know we're supposed to win the award and we have to." Suck it up and inside know what we're worth. I said, why don't you suck up then if somebody says you can be a general and they don't let you be a general. Why don't you suck that up? He said that. Yeah. He said, I'll see you. I said, maybe. And I went AWOL. I left. I went to Atlanta, Georgia, enrolled at Georgia Tech. I said, I'm going to grow a beard. I'm a black man with a beard. they never find me. And my mother and my father called me. Um, what what have you done? I said, I'm in college. So you dropped out of college. We was in college. You joined the Air Force. Have you turned the Air Force down? He said, Son, have you seen the pattern? My dad said, Have you seen the pattern? Yeah, I'm just a little behind. I said, But I'm, I'm going to do computer science. He's yeah. like this. I need you. I've never asked you to do. Would you please go back for your mother? Oh, back to the military. I said, Man, I got to figure it out this time. Yeah. He said, Just please, please. No more schemes. Man, so I go back to the base, man. I got this beard. I How many up. months later? I was gone three months, man. <laughs> yeah. So I go back to the base, dude. And the, all the SPs, the security police, and my friends like this. Dude, man, we're supposed to arrest you. They don't arrest me. Do you want to change clothes? No. So I get back. There's a new base commander. Yeah. I get there. He goes, 
Man, he goes, do you know this hell of God? You military stuff, you, you blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yes, sir, yes, sir. And all the guys are watching. Damn, he broke some bed down. I said, yes, sir. I said, and I said, now, that was a good speech. And see, I was like, I did my part like it affected me. And you did your part. Then I did my part like it affected me. I said, now, can I go get some sleep? Yeah. He goes, what? I said, that was good. You did your thing. And I said, oh, God, please don't hurt me. Yeah, I did my role. I said, can I go sleep now? So they locked me up. Yeah. So I said, cool, they put me in the stockade. That's sleep for me. Yeah. So they got me locked up. So the next morning, you're supposed to get up early, go clean the base. Well, they ain't gonna kill me. So I'm like, this, I'm not going. Yeah. They go, what? I'm not going. They go, come on, Simba, don't don't make me be the one. I'm not going. The rest of the person, we're not going. Simba's not going. No one's not going. They said, get him out, get him out, get him out. So all the other guys in the stockade said yeah. they're not going? They said they weren't going. This is a prison revolt. Yeah, yes, revolt. <laughs> so they took me out of the thing and put me back, and they said, you will sit here. And you will do duties, and they started initiate kicking me out the military. Right, but yeah. but but fortunately, you know the, what you did was just belligerent. It wasn't criminal. No, I was always short of criminal. Right. So you, then, yeah. then I wanted to get a section eight because I always like mash. Yeah, I thought it'd be cool to get a section be eight. Be crazy, and um, then I can give Colonel you Brooks, brother man. Yeah, saved my life. He was you want a section eight? He put me where the mental people were at. And mental people know when you're not mental because they all gathered around me. I said, I gotta get out. I can't. I said, okay, okay, okay. You really? win. I don't want Section 8. Really? He put you in the hospital? Yeah, he said, okay, you want to be? You want to be Section 8? I saw how that works. Yeah. They're all like this, hey, who you? I was like, oh my God, I'm going to lose my mind in here. <laughs> then you really need a Section So he said, eight. I need you to shave. Yeah. It's called 3510. Yeah. Everything's, I said, get some new pants, everything's. And when you're going to talk every day. Now, you're not going to get a honorable, you're going to get a general under honorable conditions because I can't get you an honorable discharge. But not dishonorable. No, so I got general under honorable conditions. Which means you just a smart ass. It just means you got issues. Yeah. It's smart ass. Yeah. So, you know, when I got kicked out, I said, they threw me out. I'm sitting across the street. I got my duffel bag, everything. And I said, you know what? This is the lowest I can go. So I can't go nowhere but up. Uh -huh. I said, this is the lowest I can be. You, got, you had to lowest. work you had literally put your mind yeah. to getting kicked out of the military. Yeah. When you were doing fine, you just didn't want to deal with it anymore. You know how I got kicked out? He said, my, my boy, there was another cat there. Like, man, you want to get kicked out? Quick? Yeah. Say you want to stay. That's the military. In the middle of so it. So I, I went to my commanding officer. You know, I just seen the air in my ways. I th I'd like to stay and go to, go to school, become an officer. My paperwork was through in three days. Yeah, <laughs> it kicked me out in three days because you could have made a stink about yeah. it in a way. No, like, they were like this. They thought I wanted to stay, right? So they thought they could hurt me, right? By kicking me out, right? Oh, really? I, I said I really want to be an officer. They was. I said I've seen the error of my ways. I said I just realized. Oh, so you think you yeah. acted that up? So you thought like we're gonna really crush yeah. this guy? I said I think I could be an officer like you guys. Yeah. He said what? And I want to fly. I said so. I like to. We could work this out. Where I could work harder. Man, my paperwork was through in That's three days. That's hilarious. So then, okay, so then you do that, and you, what'd your father say after all that bullshit? Oh, I just couldn't go home. I was like, Oh, really? I said, I'll be home when I can buy your house. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm a comedian. He goes, You're what? I'm a comedian. He said, So is this a hobby? Right. Because I would call home, I'm a comedian. Could you send me $25? My parents just stopped yeah. saying that like last year. Yeah, they just, they, yeah, they, they, don't, they don't know. They're scared. No, they, well, They're my worried. Dad, no, look, you, to be an entertainer, especially talking about in the 70s and 80s, when there was no HBO, how do you make it? How do you make it out of small time Midwest? I said, Dad, well, Bill Cosby was somebody. So he goes, yeah, but you're not Bill Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah. and that's what his mother probably said to him when he said he right. was somebody else. Yeah. So um, I ended up 
going out. I would just show up at places as a comic. I would show up. At the, I would at book the rock club? I would the show music up. clubs? No, I would show up. Comedy clubs? I would show up. I would call first and say I was. I, would, I had a name for a guy who was my manager. Yeah. So I would call like I was my manager, and they said we can't book him. Then I would show up and say my manager said I was booked here. And they go like, no, we told your manager no. I'm like, oh, man, it's the third time this week. <laughs> and they go, well, look, man, you, you, you can go up and do three minutes. But I knew I, if I did three minutes and I killed, I'd get a place to stay, maybe some food. Really? And so what, what were these clubs? This is before the- Everywhere. John Cockroach Club, Giggles, Comedy Clubs, Nashville, everywhere. I was just showing up at Where were you clubs. living? Nowhere. I had I'd ride the bus. Really? Yeah. With just had a bag of shit? I had a bag of and shit to ride the and bus. And you get on pay phones at bus stations yeah. and do this manager scheme? Yeah. yeah. The hustle? Yeah. Huh. And that's how it started. I had a little list of where comedy clubs were at. And this was before the boom, right before or right at the same, and right I got, about. I went to Kansas City. Oh, I got kicked out of the military in Wichita, and I saw this comedy club in Kansas City. My brothers live in Kansas City. But these aren't black clubs. No, there were no right black there. clubs. There were no black clubs then. No? No. The first black club I ever saw was Maurice Gold Coast in St. Louis. But this is after I became a comic. Right. It was only one night a week. There were no so this was like clubs. just those the, the 80s clubs. Yeah. Remember, they were everywhere. Yeah. All over the South. The yeah. clubs were... Dude, if a, if a club didn't work as a club, they made a comedy club. Right. They always had a night for comedy because comedy was booming. Right. So, so Kansas City? I got I get to Kansas City. But before I get there, though, I'm just showing up places. Now, what I did do early, showed up at nightclubs. Yeah. And one guy said, man, I can get you in. I can manage you. Dude, we get to the club, this nightclub. Hey, look, uh, he they didn't even know him. I said, dude, stop, stop. No, no, this dude is funny. He needs me on stage. And I said, man, stop, just stop. They go, okay, man, he can do some time. I want to do time. I want to do time. I said, dude, you're fired. You know, you weren't even hired, and you're fired. So the DJ, DJ Starchild, man, he's DJing. He yeah. got the headphones on. Yeah. There's a microphone with a cord about this long. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the guy whispers to him, he, cutie pie, number one song in the country. Ark! Yo. Do think he's funny? Y'all want to hear him? Hell no! I said, "Oh, Jesus Christ!" <laughs> Here comes Sebastian. I said, "My name is Sinbad." Sebastian. <laughs> so I get up on the mic. Yeah. Hey, how y'all doing? We're doing good till you got here. Yeah. And then the girl said, "Get off the mic." I said, "Don't worry, anybody dance with you anyway." Some said duck, and a Cavassier bottle flew by by my head. I said, "Thank you very much." And I left the DJ booth, yeah. but I went out the wrong door. I yeah. thought it was the door to get out. Yeah. It was the door to where the alcohol was. Yeah. I just sat down the alcohol and said, I'm not coming out this door again. I'm staying here to the club close. I sat there from midnight to three in the morning. And the waitress come in, do you want anything? No, I'll just sit here. And I, Mr. Comedian, we know you're in there, man. Come on out, Mr. Comedian, man. I was like, I'm not coming out. <laughs> so, dude, those are the kind of places I played. When I saw a comedy club, people were sitting down and listening and said, People sit down and listen to comedy? Yeah. Dude, that, that was such a foreign concept to me. So I go, I get to this, com, this comedy club. My car broke down three times. Three times. Were three you different booked? weeks. No. I so, found what open mic night was. Right. So I get there finally. I catch the bus. I said, forget my car. I catch my, no. I got to Empire, Kansas. The car broke down. I jumped on the bus. I ain't turning what around. What kind of car was that? It was a, I, I bought, dude, I got a sob. Mm. I had just bought a should have made it sob right no, no good the guy sold me a piece of crap sob oh, yeah that the curt the the glue on the headline so it fall on my face while I was driving oh, yeah. so I put pins up to hold it up yeah I thought I was cool yeah I thought I had this cool no sob. you didn't no you did it stayed in Empire I never went back to get it I left <laughs> you just left I, it I left it there man so you get to Kansas City get to Kansas City I get to the comedy club yeah. and all the comics are there and I'm never forget my man John Penny and they were like. Look, dude, um, well, you know, you do three minutes, or if you can't do three minutes, I go. And my girlfriend was my wife now. I said, three minutes? 
I can talk. I didn't know what I was doing. What a set was or what? I didn't know that was special. I've been doing it for like two weeks. Yeah. And I was like, man, three minutes. I go forever. Yeah. So I'm like this. They let me get on stage. I I took a newspaper. I remember Mort Saul used to do it. Yeah. I threw it to the audience, pick anything. And I did a routine on it. Yeah. And the club owner did this. Keep going. Yeah. So I went from three minutes to half an hour. Yeah. He goes, and I came off stage. He booked me for that weekend. The comics didn't tell me till like four weeks later, we hated you. Of course. So we can't get, we've been here for a year. If a year he might, David Nestor might give you time. I didn't realize what I was doing was different. I didn't realize that. They, all the other guys were doing jokes. Comics were like this. I mean, we don't get you. Yeah. Because I would show up anywhere. Any, and then, dude, the test was we're at Half Moon Bay. Right, up there. Robin yeah. Williams wants Marin-ish. to do 15 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, this is an idol. Yeah. This is a moment. Cause, and then. 85? All the, what is it, 89? Yeah, 85. 85. Right. So, man, all the other comics. Oh, man, he's going to steal material. He's going to take our material. I'm like this. Y'all don't want to work with Robin Williams. They're like this. No, man, he's like, he's a sponge. If he hears something, it becomes his. I'm like this. He can take my stuff. So they're like this. Man, so Robin, he said, he won't do 15 minutes. And he didn't. He did 45 minutes. Yeah. And then who wants to go next? I said, me. They go, why? Oh, you think you're funny? I said, dude, y'all were never my competition. He is. Him, Bill Cosby, Richard Price said, why are we competing with dudes nobody knows? Yeah. I said, nobody knows you guys. I said, and they didn't get where I was coming from. I said, if I can't stand on stage with these dudes, I'm not a comic. So Robin Williams comes on stage. I said, man, just, and I'm like, gosh, I love you, man. He goes, they're cool. He's leaving. I start doing my thing. He stayed. Mm-hmm. Within three minutes, I had to stand ovation. And after he goes, man, why aren't you in L.A.? I said, Robin Williams, I should go to L.A. I said, I'm going to be all right. I was like this. I don't care if I win this competition. Robin Williams said, I should go to L.A. Yeah. And did you? Huh? Right after the competition, yeah. <laughs> That's when you moved down here? Yeah. 85. Yep. I went to... Uh, Improv first. Yeah. Wait, Bud still had it or nope, no? No, Bud still had it. Yeah. And then I went to the comedy store. Man, I couldn't get on. I couldn't get it, man. They, you, somebody has to sit. We'll get somebody sit with her. Somebody has to sit with her. Yeah. So I think it was Louis Anderson that did. It. I think Louis right. sat with her. Yeah. So Louis did it for me. Louis said, "Go, somebody has to sit with her and tell her this guy's good." Yeah. yeah. Oh, that the system was so, crazy. So, dude, remember I was on the road, dude. I already had made. I was headlining, and people were planning vacations around me with no TV, nothing. So in eighty to, by eighty five, yeah, eighty six. Yeah, yeah. So I, in one year. Yeah. So I got to LA. I'm like, I ain't here to prove nothing. I'm funny. Right. That's why I didn't come here right away. Right. So But when, the comedy store is its own world. So after I got through the comedy store, man, yeah, you know, you're funny. I don't understand your style. I said, Don't worry, I'll never be back. And Bud Freeman offered me to he goes, Look, if you don't go back to the comedy store, you can come here, you can showcase whatever you want. No kidding. He said Kevin Dealer said, Man, that's crazy. I've never Kevin Dealer. Man, that's crazy. That doesn't happen. So, well, he it did happen. Yeah. Happened with Jimmy Walker. Yep. Because Jimmy Walker fucked him in, in his oh. mind. Like, you know, Jimmy Walker betrayed him. This still exists between those two guys. What? Like, I had Jimmy Walker in here. And we're talking about a comic store and everything else. And that back in the 70s, there was a real tension. Dude, it was tension in the 80s. Right. You couldn't work both. Right, exactly. But like, but like Jimmy was Bud's one of Bud's first guys from New York like he knew Jimmy and wow. Jimmy started working at both and they, they they're they still fucked up about it what? yeah they, they, Bud, Bud Freeman said the only the only thing that pisses him off is that, that that one thing fucking Jimmy Walker betrayed him 
from the 70s. He couldn't let it go? He doesn't let it go. And Jimmy knew it. It's kind of trippy, man. Wow. Because who gives a shit now? No, man. Right? I can't. Nobody remembers the address of the place anymore. It's crazy, man. So Bud, but Bud said to you, like, don't work for her. No, he, he, but dude, he went like that. He said, dude, Bud said, I'll let you show. Bud, let me. And, and Kevin Neal was like, man, that, that doesn't happen, man. Well, I think like we, we, we got to make people understand that at that time, like before it became just a world of bringer shows. And yeah. Show, oh, is that, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be a comic now that bringer. Right. You got to pay to bring. That's so stupid. The reason I come to the comedy store, the reason you come to a comedy club is because you're supposed to have an audience. Well, they do, but there's also the bringer things. But, like they, they, the, but, but the point being is that at that time it was one night and he's a showcase. He saw yes. 20 guys. Yes. So he basically said, I'll give you a spot anytime you want a showcase, yeah. which could be every night of the week. Yeah. And just uh, just stay exclusive. Yeah. Right. And that's how it started. But the thing is, I didn't, really, I didn't really need Holly to do that because that's when I found Hollywood was never going to get me. I I would showcase for stuff. Right. And kill. And these young, and don't forget, these young agents, these young agents were like, whoa. They went back to the agency. This guy Sinbad, and I'll never forget what she told me. They said anybody but him. Here, I thought I was going to be, look, I thought I was going to be the next Richard. I'm going to be the next Bill. I'm going to be, in my mind, I'm going to be the next Robin Williams, Bill Murray. I'm like, and they said anybody but him. And that's my mind. What is it about me that not get, they couldn't figure out what I was. Yeah, so busy trying is he, no, it was, is he the good knees, the militant? What is he? They couldn't figure out what I was. Couldn't box in. And plus, you know what? I didn't take much junk. Well, that's it. They was the same yeah. thing that that that's, uh, that uh, superior officer did. Yeah, you know, I you know you're I too, too, I was he, honest, dude. You can't say stupid stuff to me. On, right, honest, and also it's sort of like uh, you knew. See, there's a weird thing is that like if you're just fundamentally incapable, yes, of playing by of, of taking any sort of or, like authority. Problem. Well, not even authority. If some sounds stupid, you said, dude, let me do this. I can do this. I didn't realize, even saying, hey, man, we, I was talking about cameras, I was talking about editing stuff. We can do it this way. They were like this. I had a point of view. They really just want you to, somebody go, man, you're funny. Oh, thank you. I know I'm funny. Right. But it's not about tripping. If you play ball, I got to know I can score. I got to right. know you put the rock right, in right. my hand. I, I want the ball at the end of the game. Don't hobble yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, don't hobble me. Let me yeah. Give me the ball. Yeah. So it was almost like a double-edged sword. They couldn't figure out. And then because I was clean, oh, dude, this is what happened. I got to Hollywood. They said he's clean. Then they say he's clean. He's all American clean. Mm-hmm. He's a father. I said, y'all just kept my career like there was no funk about me. Right. Like there was nothing controversial. And these people who never even saw me, they, they were clean, threw them off. Like I said, I hate when somebody says I'm a clean comic. No, I'm a comedian, man, because I put my stuff against anybody. Yeah. I don't care who you are. I don't care who gets in front of me, behind me. I don't care what you do. So what? I can do your dirty material dirtier than you. I can do your dirty material clean. I said, dude, you don't get it. And then I thought, they'll get it because when I'm doing movies, I'm going to play everything. I'm, it's not going to be no limits. So they'll say there's more than one side to Sinbad. Then the movies, they wouldn't even want me for the movie because they're like, well, I don't think he'll do that. So you thought oh, I So would. they were projecting. Yes. They were like, no, he, he's his own thing. He ain't going to. And I made a mistake. I should have kept writing my own movies. Yeah. I should have. I should have. I got mad instead of just doing what I do. So so what was the first big opportunity? Well, you know what like, it I was? I can't remember. It was, it was I'm trying to. Well, you know, the first movie was was Joe Roth. Man, gave me a chance to do uh, House Guest, mm-hmm. and I got a chance to help punch the script up, and make it funny yeah. and stuff. But I think what happened is the director, his you know, his girlfriend wrote yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I told the crew, look, I'm not going to be doing <laughs> probably anything problem, that's yeah. in here. Yeah, right. So the first day, I'm with Phil Hartman. I said, Phil, look at me. 
just go with me, my brother. He goes, well, I said, Phil, go with me, my brother. <laughs> and I could see over there, she was mouthing the words, you know, her, she had a script. Yeah. And I wasn't doing that way. She came on, those aren't the words. I said, I know, I know. But I'm being funny. I said, but you'll get all the credit for it. Yeah. She goes, but you're not, so you, you think it's funny what you're doing? I said, oh, I, I know mine's funny. <laughs> Yeah. But know what happens? It became kind of a fight. Right, right. So I really, mm-hmm. dude, I was sitting watch stay and watch the dailies and I was worried about the dailies and I was, you know, I was I was tired as hell because they'd be back the next morning mm-hmm. to go shoot. Mm-hmm. One Sunday we're off, we're mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh shooting it. Mm-hmm. Eric Sears was the editor. His daughter's, hey, and she sees me. My dad's the editor. Mm-hmm. I see when she come over here. Mm-hmm. So I come in the building, I watch the edit. He's like this. He said, I see what you're doing. You don't have to come any more dailies. I got you. Oh, yeah. I was like this. He said, it's funny. I said, it's funny. He goes, dude, it's funny. I'm only sending the funny stuff. Right. I said, it's always guys like that. It was always the other cats that got right. me. The girl who, who answered the phone. The girl when I go to go for audition. Right. And the guy, he's like, and the, and the girl's like this, like, oh, my God, you're so funny. But you're going like, you know, I understand you're funny. I could have played the game. I could have been like, you know, my thing is this. I can't. I can't hide from what I am. I am what I am. That was like, that was way, way after you did TV and shit. Oh, yeah. First TV. Oh, first TV was, well, first TV since I got here, I did a thing called um, uh, Club Med. Yeah. First we got here. Mm-hmm. Bob Giraldi is directing who did, you know, Beat It video. Mm-hmm. And all of us are sitting there. You know, it's the same, the same five black people for every movie. You see Arsenio mm-hmm. Hall. I see, um, it was Robert Townsend. Yeah. It was me, Mario uh, Van Peebles. Bill Maher is in the movie with me, too. So man, so when we auditioning though, what made me know? I said, God, I wonder if I. You know, you always wonder if you can act. I said, the kiss of death when a comic can't act. Yeah. So dude, I went in, I read, and Giraldi says this because the parts for the part of this guy, he's a comedian also. Yeah. So he says to me after I read, the problem is not your acting. He said, if you're funny, you got this. I said, wait a minute. So all this determines if I'm funny. I said, dude, Sam Bell's home. Yeah. <laughs> so I just did my thing. He said, oh, so when we get to the club, mad, dude, I want to put me in certain scenes, but dude, I'm clown. I'm what is it, a TV thing. show? It was it's a TV a, show, Movie yeah. of the Week. With, with, a movie of the week. With my man Linda, Linda Hamilton yeah. from Terminator. She yeah, was in it. Yeah. Uh, Miami Sound Machine yeah. was in it doing the music. Yeah. And Bill Maher was in it? Jack Scalia was the, was yeah. the yeah. so Bill Maher played the bartender. Yeah. So- while we're down there doing this movie, he says, look, man, I know you, you're not supposed to be on set today. You just keep everybody laughing so hard. So, dude, I'm, he's put me in scenes. We're doing funny stuff. And then the assistant, assistant sits me down three days later and says, I want to show you something. It was a letter from Lorimar. Lorimar was a production company yeah. back in the day. Yeah. They said, this is not a Sinbad movie. Because they say he was putting me in there too much. All right. He says, man. He get kid, I don't know, even tell you. He said, I've never gotten it like this. He goes, he calls this kid is killing. He goes, this is not a Sinbad movie. Uh, and he said, you have one of those personalities. People want to take you down yeah, a he notch. Said, he said, will you still come hang out? I said, do I come every day? Yeah. Just in clown. Isn't that weird, though, that, you, you know, they're like, we got we got to take him down a notch. It is. No, there was. And my, I, I told my dad, I was so frustrated. He said, dude, you walk in the room. You're 6'5". He said, you know what you're talking about. You don't back down. And they're like this. Most comics aren't like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd, we'll do, uh, we'll get a job. You know, comics. Desperate. We'll get a job. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it. Right. They try to outfund each other. Yeah. I said, I'm not here to outfund you. I'm here to be me. Yeah. I'm not here to outfund another comic. And I'm not here hoping you find me funny. Yeah. Because I've gone into meetings. I said, dude, I'm not here 
Like, oh, even now, my agent, I go in place, well, send me do you still have it? Okay, um, who you know lost it? Who lost it? Yeah. That wasn't doing drugs or alcohol or something. What comic did 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 Milt Burrow lose it? Did did uh, George Burns lose it? Who lost it? Right. Don Rickles, did somebody lose it? Right. But they don't well, realize you're on the road every week. I said, I don't know if y'all realize this. I work every weekend. Yeah, I saw you at the airport. They don't get it. I saw work, you at the airport work, with yeah. your guitar case. I work, dude, got my guitar case in my home. I said, I work every weekend. I'm having a ball being a comedian and playing music. Yeah. I'm probably having more fun playing music because I run to a club to play music right after. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And you, do you work with Red Fox? Yes. First show, first TV show. I play Red Fox Sun. God damn it! That so I got a chance with Red Fox, a chance with Bill Cosby. But wait, tell me about Red because like, Red, you know, Red, so Red, cool. Red is like because I've talked to so many guys and I I think about comedy a lot and the history no. of it is like 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 I think I don't think that I, like he's like the the Black Rodney like they don't get the respect that Dude, he deserves. He, he was the he funniest. Saved mom. CBS. Yeah. Dude, Cosby saved NBC. Flip Wilson saved ABC. Yeah. And and Red Fox saved CBS. But you know those those guys that don't get the historical respect because it was they too deserve. Because it was too far back. See, Red came from a time that's too far back that people understand. He owned a club how, how on Los Angeles. Not just owned a club, dude. He had boxers. He, Red he was, a, was a beast, man. He, you know all Red wants you to do was hang out with you. We watched boxing films, watch movies. Red liked hanging with people. Yeah. And that thing about his mother making breakout in hives was real. Really? His mother showed up one time. Sandman, is Red in there? I said, yes. And so I let her on to, to the lot. I said, my, I said, your mother's outside. Boy! <laughs> Dude, he broke out. I said, oh my God. This ain't no routine. He broke out. He said, man, you just give it his money. <laughs> he loved his mom to death. Right. She drove him crazy. <laughs> give her this money. You, and you had to pay red in cash. Yeah. You had to pay him his weekly salary but he's, in cash. But he's one of those guys that was so like, like, you know, they're those guys, you know, and you're funny, obviously, but he was one of those guys that like, you know, he couldn't help but be funny if he was just eating. No, he was, because they're brutally honest. Red was, Red taught me how to do TV. When oh. they put me, when they made me his son, they, they revamped the show, he had his adopted daughter. It wasn't working, so they brought me in as his son, Byron, who was playing pro football, came back home. Yeah. So dude, Red, my first day, dude, I'm doing my thing, I'm doing my lines. I remember I was like, mm -hmm. That, 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 that's, that, that's good I like how you did that but you know you, you all over the place they got tape down here so you can stand the tape now you know you damn near white I can get a white boy to play your part <laughs> I laughed so hard and he became my friend he yeah. said tell me how to do stuff and then the, the guys the, the producer said man you make him come alive I said man Fred, how about this we'll try this yeah yeah you will do that we did a scene where the, the oven was supposed to blow up and I was supposed to jump over the counter blown up Dude, the oven gave me a blow up. Red pushed me down and jumped over the counter for the laugh. I said, I love that. <laughs> he said, I couldn't let you have that one. <laughs> I was like this. It was just so cool yeah. that he showed me that, you know, he was excited. Yeah. And he held me down. I got ready to jump up. He held me down. He jumped over the counter, blown up. Yeah. And he did his thing. Yeah, yeah. I was, he said, young man. You made it look fun. <laughs> in rehearsal, you made that look fun. Yeah. That was something, huh? So I, I loved it, man. I, I love Red Fox. The, one of the greats. Yeah, I love Red Fox. So I, I got to cut my teeth. And then mm -hmm. there became an argument. One of, the, one of the Smother Brothers, not the one with the mustache, Tommy Smothers was directing. And dude, it was- The Red Fox show? Yeah. He's directing the episode. I'm like, oh God, it's one of the Smothers Brothers. So I was doing some little stuff, improv thing. He goes, that's not funny. 
And I didn't, I, I didn't know how to say it. I, I said, oh, no, no, the cast and crew, I mean, the crew, if you got the camera people laughing. Yeah, that's it. I swear everybody's kind of yeah. laughing. He says, I said that's not funny and it won't be in the show. Hmm. And he stopped being Tommy Smothers to me at that point. Yeah. And I did this. I said, then maybe you don't know what funny is. And I said, Red probably going to fire me. And the whole room just got quiet. He said, you know who I am? I said, if you forgot who you are, I can write it down for you. I even get directions to your house for you. So you really pushed it. I said, plus I never saw you do nothing without your brother. Yeah. So I truly don't know how funny you, you are. You saying this shit? I'm saying this shit. Because now I'm going in. Yeah. Now I'm going in. Uh-huh. Now the other side of me comes out. Boom, 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 man. I'm throwing my, I'm slinging. I said, yeah. no. I said how was that? Was that funny? And Red, Red comes over. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> he said, Tommy, we're going to keep what he did. Cause you about to get knocked out, I think, by this young man. <laughs> and Red Fox says to me, "Don't ever change, and don't ever back up." He says, "Cause it was funny." He said, "I just want to see how far you would go to stand up for yourself." And then Leon, Leon, my boy, the stage manager, said, "Don't, don't end your career this week." Right. He learned. He said, "Man, it's, it's gonna get worse than this sometimes." I said, "But, dude, why would why would somebody fight you about being funny?" Yeah. I didn't get. I didn't get it yet. I didn't understand the egos. And what happened? What was the what was the outcome of? Oh, it was in the show. It was funny as hell. And yeah. did, he only directed one episode. He directed one episode. Oh, so it wasn't. Yeah. Like he wasn't there every no. day. Like, this is my shot. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's just a day player. I'm gonna take him down. I don't yeah, care man. Who he, is. So he look at me, man. I mean, it's the way he said it to. It's the way he said to me. Sure. I said it's not funny. It'll, cu- it'll get cut out. I said, well, cut it out. Yeah. You think that scares me? You cut me out? The show didn't last. No, the show made it through a whole season. Did you remain friends with Red? Yes. Till he died? Till they died. God damn it. He would, do, he would do a show, tape on Friday, catch a flight, and go do a show, midnight show. In Vegas? Yeah, the midnight show he did in Vegas. And if his mother showed up, he wouldn't cuss. His mother never saw him cuss on stage. Hmm. And that's what he was. If someone told him his mother was in the audience, he would not curse. That's incredible. She never saw him do a dirty show. Because I got some of those party records. That shows you that he can work. I tell guys who are dirty, if you can't work dirty and clean, you're really not funny. Right. Sure. Yeah. I said, dirty and clean, it's the same thing. It's just a choice of words. But was Red funny or dirty? Red was, no, he was funny both ways. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I said, oh, man. I said, man, he was just as funny the other way. Well, this is interesting though, because like when you started doing comedy, who like who were your main guys? It was Cosby and Pryor. Cosby, Pryor, uh, Robin Williams. Uh, because we didn't see John, Red doing stand up. Jonathan Winters. That was be- way before us. We, we, I, know, before I had, you. I had all his albums. I, I oh, had, had the I, records. And I and I watched. I had I had old. You see old footage of Red. Yeah, you can see stuff. His timing, man. His timing was God incredible, man. Damn it! Right? He was he was the cat. So, Flip Wilson was one of my idols. So after Red Fox show, that's when you, the the relationship with Cosby starts. Well, then after Red Fox show, they um, the auditioning for this show for a Different World. Yeah, and to get the show, no, I wouldn't remember. I couldn't audition for the show. They, it was it was a spinoff show from the Cosby show. Right, they already had the cast. So he oh, but he's producing it. Yep, they yeah. were looking for a comic to warm up the audience. No shit. Now remember, yeah. those jobs are hard jobs to get because it's a very closed, very closed job. Right. And the comedy that gets it never gives it to anybody else because you don't have to be that dang funny. You yeah. make good money. Right, and you get the union coverage. So I had to come, yeah. I had to audition. Right. So I had to lie. Mm-hmm. 
So I go in. Carson Winter, all the nuts. Look, man, I have a. Carson Winter. I start, man, talking about all these shows I've done and I've warmed up the audience for this show and that show. And I could have just stopped, but the lie couldn't stop. I couldn't stop the lie. Mm-hmm. And I said, I also warmed up for Magnum P.I. And they said, well, wasn't it on location? <laughs> I said, yes. <laughs> and I said, but let me ask you this. <laughs> up to this point, how good was I doing? <laughs> yeah. So I get up, I said, why can't you stop lying? Dude, you could have, you just, you didn't need to last. You didn't. And so I'm walking out, and George Crosby, he's a kid about, a guy about six, seven, six, eight, worked with Cosby. Yeah. He said, man, come here, man. Magnum P.I., man. Dude, you was in there. He said, look, either you're very talented. Yeah. Or, dude, you're mental. Yeah. I'm going to err on the side of a mixture of both. Yeah. And I'm going to go in there and tell them, give you this job. Man, don't make me look stupid. Right. I said, what? Don't make me. Because I figured if I warm up the show, Cosby will put me on the show. See, it was never to warm up. Yeah. I didn't come to be a warm up comic. Right. They didn't know that. Right. So now, first day, the day of taping coming, I'm going to be Bill Cosby. Man, I can't even talk. I boom. The social producer comes up to me. What are you doing? What are you doing standing here? I said, well, I'm waiting for Cosby. You don't wait for Cosby. You got there. You got there and get ready. I said, no. My name is Sinbad, and I'm a comedian. I don't think you understand what's going on right now. She said, what? I don't think you understand what's going on. I need you to get out of my face. <laughs> well, I'm getting someone to replace you. Go ahead and get him. Here comes Cosby now. I just want to say hello. So Cosby comes up. He says, I got this gone. I couldn't speak to him. I was like this. He said, are you mute? I'll never forget. Then I shook his hand. He goes, you must be left-handed because you don't have any strength in your right. Dude, I'm like, I can't Are you say. left-handed? No. I couldn't shake his hand. Right. He was shaking my hand. I couldn't grip it. And I said, man, I just, I just want to say, no, we're going to do all, Don't do all that about liking. Don't do that. We're going to do this, man. You go out there. You just, you don't try to be friendly. You do your thing. And you do it. You be cool. And you do your thing. And I'm like this. Oh, he don't realize. I'm going to show off every. So, dude, I'm out there. For warm-up. Yeah. So, I'm warming up the audience. And I'm doing my thing. But there's a woman Sitting in the aisle, I said, it might be easier if I sit in the aisle. And she goes like this, I'm 6'3". She stood up. Kimber Rickerball, who ended up producing my first stand-up special. She said, I'm going to sit in the aisle because I'm a tall woman. Kimber Rickerball. Yeah, I know her. Kimber, man. So Kimber, that's how we met. And I got another gig because of that night. So I'm warming up the audience for two days. Cosby takes the mic and said, this man should be on TV. As he goes, and I don't play. He hands me the mic back. Dude. Kimber Rickerball goes to Dick Clark and there's a show called Keep On Cruising and said, I know you weren't looking for a black host, but I found the guy who should host your show. So I'm like this. If nothing comes out of this, Cosby said I should be on TV. Mm-hmm. Well, two weeks later, man, I get a, how do you find my address? I got a, a ticket and an invite. I'm, I'm doing the Cosby show. I'm like this. How do you find my house? Yeah. It was a ticket, hotel information come to the Cosby show and I did the Cosby show it was the highest rated episode in TV history since the Beverly Hillbillies the one you were on I was blessed but Gilbert Godfrey is about to, we were I played a car salesman selling him a car mm-hmm. so I get there he goes huh what you think I said man I just pretty appreciate this opportunity he goes now you ain't gonna act like this the whole time right you gonna be funny right <laughs> <laughs> so dude I'm, I'm doing the scene with him and I'm trying to be respectful. You don't, you don't want to be out funny. During the break, 
me and him start clowning. That, see, that's what I, boy, that's what I want. Did, give me that. He goes, Jay, we're going to reshoot that. Yeah. He said, go loose. Because you know, know what Bill's thing is? And I learned from him, you can't be out funny me. You can't out funny me. Give me all you got because you don't intimidate me. So he, I that stole was a that challenge. I stole it from him. I want the comic in front of me. Dude, I want you to make me go like, uh-oh. I want you to make me leave my dressing room so I can be in my A game. Mm-hmm. I saw that from Cosby. Let so he said, guy, go loose. Go loose. And then he did one for the audience. He told Gilbert Godfrey for the audience, give me Gilbert. He let Gilbert go ballistic. So you did, so that from that you did, uh, you got a different world. And he put me on a different world. And that was big for you. Yeah. That was a lot of episodes. You were working. Yeah, man. Had a job. Yeah. And I did different, I was doing a different world and I was hosting Showtime at Apollo and I was doing the Luther Vandross tour all at the same time. Opening for Luther. Yes. And this is how I used to think as a comic. I said, I did it for the first year for almost no money. I said, look, five, it's like $500 a gig. I said, I will go back into them same cities into smaller theaters. And that's how I did my first tour. Yeah, you knew you built an audience. You built an audience. It was the highest rated stand up on HBO. The brain damage. Yeah, everyone knows who you are. It's funny. People know who I am, but they don't. I, I'm, I'm six years old next year. I remember I, you wearing an orange jumpsuit. Oh, yeah, brother. I wore colors. <laughs> I wore colors. <laughs> I wore colors. And no, I did. I used to tell my mother, oh, they're not going to say, I think that's Sinbad. Yeah. If I'm walking down the street, it's not going to be, I think I saw Sinbad. That can't be nobody but Sinbad. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so you were you were huge. But what were you saying that people don't remember? People it's, don't. It's it's still. I don't think people really even know who I. Am. I mean, there's so much more that I got to movie wise and stuff I wanted to do. It was such a box. Everybody keeps so busy talking about the clean. Why did you pick comedy. the name Sinbad? That was my nickname. Oh. That's the nickname I had from college. So it just worked for movies and TV. Dude was perfect. Mm-hmm. So but, what? Did, what? What do you? The Sinbad show. How that? Uh, what happened with that? Sinbad show, thirteen episodes. I, I pitched something. Okay, this is how it happened. I wasn't supposed to do a TV show. Joe Roth said, let's do some more movies. But Disney gave me a deal. I had to pitch a TV show to mm-hmm. him. I made it up as I was going in the pitch. Mm-hmm. And Joe Roth called me and said, you can't fake a, a suck pitch, can you? I said, what do you mean? They bought the show. I said, the show's not real. It's not, what? He said, they bought the show. Mm-hmm. Now you start doing a TV show. Mm-hmm. I said, man, I know I should have flubbed that pitch. So now, but the bad thing that happened is I went. I had to go get produced. I was on the road doing a tour. So wait, so they reach out to you. They say, you got anything? And you wanted No, to- I had a deal. The deal was with Disney to do movies, but I had to pitch a TV show. One TV show. The deal. And you and And, and, and it had jo- to get picked up. And Roth said, throw, throw the fight. He said, throw the fight, man. Right. Just, just let's yeah. go make movies. Yeah, right. And man, I pitched it. I ain't going to buy this. About a guy, he adopts two kids, a black man. And he does the internet. This is the internet. Dude, I'm talking about 1994. I'm telling these dudes about the internet. They go, what? Mm-hmm. He's, he does video games. He programs video games. Because mm-hmm. I'm a tech freak, man. So like this. What? I said, trust me, six months will be hot. Mm-hmm. So they ain't going to buy this. Yeah. They call. Well, great. Congratulations. You messed up. Yeah. You got the TV show. Ugh. I'm yeah. like, what? So now, because we're on the road, they start developing the show without me. So then when I get there, I'm like this, wait a minute, hold up. You know, so already I'm, I'm like, oh God. You didn't want to do it in the first I'm gonna place. I'm going to be the guy I'm hard to work with. Now I'm going to be the guy that's labeled the hard to work with. Right. I think every comic's first show is the one they think you're hard to work with because you fight. Right. Because you thought, you thought writers were funny and they would hang out with you. You don't really like writers are some of the most anti-social people in the world, but they're good writers. 
They could be good comedy writers, but they have no life. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that. I thought it was going to be cool. And the writers were told not to talk to me. Mm. And I was like, what? Don't talk to him. I wasn't supposed to come off the plantation. I wasn't coming up to the main house. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to come up to the master house right. where all the producers were at. But that, but see, but that was the thing then. Yeah. They were like, you know, we know his point of view. Yeah. Let us just fucking write the show. Don't oh, get like him this. involved. Wait, don't like this. We don't know his point of view. Some of them have never seen me do stand-up. They yeah. don't even know your point of view. They're writing from their point of view. Yeah. They go, oh, I had a sister kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Except yeah. for one writer would sneak to the window at my dress room and say, what else you got? I said, do this and that. So he would sneak and get my ideas. Really? Yeah. And he'd take credit for it. But, yeah. I mean, but that's I told him, take it. No, I said, take it. But you weren't on as a creator. You weren't on as a... Yeah, I was. Okay. But they they, they hate giving that credit. Right. Because now they're scared you'll, you'll abuse it. Then I did this. Hey, guys. I said, now we can really do this faster? Right. I said, we can set up an editing bay right here on the set. They said, that's not possible. I said, oh, no. So I showed them the technology. I didn't realize they knew it was possible. They didn't want me in the editing room. Right. So, dude, they... And this is your worst nightmare. So I'm not figuring out what's going on. We got this funny stuff. They won't do it. Right. I'm a guy who adopts two kids who are brothers and sisters. I didn't want to adopt them. I used them for, I would let them test my video games. And the woman goes like, well, you like you don't mind using these kids. Why don't you adopt them? I'm a playboy. He's a single dude. He can't adopt these kids. Yeah. He ends up adopting these kids. And, it ch- and I said, this is how it should work. The first year, he's a fish out of water with these kids. Yeah. S- second year, he has to get let, get with some friends and stuff. The third year, he starts looking at a woman. Guess who the girl was on the show with me that they let go? Who? Summer Hayek. Mm. We have Summer Hayek here, and they let her go. I said, dude, I need y'all to write her name down because y'all it's the dumbest move I've ever seen in my life. I said, she's a Latin Halle Berry. Are y'all crazy? Yeah. So- I don't think so. So you feel in, in, in that process of that show that you didn't really want to do that you lost control of it and well, it fucked happens, it up? Well, it got so crazy. It could have been so funny. Yeah. And then at the end of writing in The Hollywood Reporter, yeah. he knew what he wanted. We should have let him, let, left him alone. They just didn't want you to have control. Just saying something like this, hey guys, I got an idea. Yeah. It's not that you're not hard to work with. You're like this. I'm bouncing ideas. They didn't want your ideas to say, man, why don't we try this? Because they're so scared you're going to control. Remember Roseanne Barr? Yeah. Started giving her writers numbers. Yeah. Look what it took. They called her crazy. But remember, they wanted her to be a rich woman. Rose- Roseanne used to ride with me on the road. Roseanne said, no. I lived in a trailer park. Can't we show a person who don't have money to buy good clothes and stuff? That's why that show worked. Mm-hmm. So, and, and she can't stay yeah, true to herself. She stayed true to who she was. Yeah. Or the show, and remember, they tried to fire her, mm-hmm. and they told John Goodman he could have it, and John Goodman was smart for realize this don't work without her. Some people would have jumped at the chance to make it their show. Yeah. You uh, you spent a lot of time with her? Oh, the- God. I met Rosie when I was in Colorado. I came through there, and she was even talking about quitting. Yeah. And I said, you know why these comics hate you? Because when you get done, women don't let them say stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. I said, you're killing it. When she came to L.A., man, she said, I'm out of L.A. I said, so she went to do the Johnny Carson show, killed, he called her over, bam, bam. She was at the store. She was at the yeah, store. Man. Yeah, man. She only been there two days. Yeah. Dude, she only been there two days. Uh-huh. Amazing time then. Amazing so you, time. you had a lot of friends over at the store anyway, right? Yeah, you know, you know I know everybody. You know, I just, I've, I work, I think I just worked so much. I never really hung. Right. So you do a lot of TV, you do bit parts still, you do yeah. some big parts, you do, you're do. you here and there, but you're working your ass off because you want to? Yeah. I like, you know what though? I 
I don't like doing some. I'm doing some things I did back in the day. I don't like. I said, I got. I like I said, I don't like. I've been doing more comedy clubs I've ever done, uh-huh. which is good and bad. It's, it's you got to do more days, but it also gives me a chance to rest and be somewhere and and kind of bond with people. It's nice sometimes so to stay it. for a few so days. I do. I, so I'll do it every couple three months. I do a comedy club. Is it humbling? Or no. you okay? No, I'm okay. All right. But it was was humbling is when other comics think. They're just saying, look, I ain't trying to trip. Yeah. But they think because you did the same clubs. Yeah. Hey, man, maybe we all do something together. Now, you really don't know who I am. I mean, it's like it's like you want to play with Allen Iverson. Man, we, we maybe because we played in the summer league together. No, nah, that's Allen Iverson. But you don't think that, like, sometimes, it, like, I when I hear what what young comics do, that, that's sort of yeah. like, well, who the fuck do they think? Yeah. W- wouldn't we have done that? I no. mean, like. Uh, no, because I respected cats. I knew who was funny. But I mean, maybe it was easier for us to know who was who. No, I knew who was funny. I knew who was funny. Yeah. I knew that guy. I knew Jay Leno. Jay Leno was a legend. Jay was doing, remember, just before Jay got the show. Mm-hmm. Jay was this legend at comedy clubs. Mm-hmm. Jay was getting the door. Jay was a legend. Right. And I got a chance to work with Jay at Zany's mm-hmm. in Nashville. Mm-hmm. That little place. That's a great yes. place. Yeah. I'm going there, dude. I'm going to Zany's. It's great. I love Zany's. I'm going to Zany's yeah. in the three months. I love Zany's, yeah. man. Yeah. Nashville. Sometimes I do the theater in Nashville. And sometimes I do Zanies. Zanies is great. I have one last. You know, you that last run. Mm. I got one last run. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? You before like I go off to play blues, you look like you're forty. Before I go, no, before, oh, man, I'm, I'm sixty, man. But I'm going off to play blues. Yeah, I'm gonna just whatever whatever instrument they don't have in the band, uh-huh. I'm gonna play. Yeah, I'm, I'm having. I got a I band. Love it, called, I love it. Like, I have I a band. Me. I have a band called the Stank Nasty Band. Yeah, do we do funk? But I never played with people. I was in, I was sitting here yeah, and I play, play with people. With, but then, like when I start playing with people, I'm like. Your life changed, didn't it? Oh, yeah. I tell people, you got to get out your room and go play with people. Yeah, it's like, it's great because you realize, not all about me. How guitar will travel. Right, but, yeah, but like, it's holes. also the- How they stay off them top two strings because the bass player, you got to realize, oh, I don't need to hit all this. The piano player's got chords. That's, right. That's you right. find space. But see, for people yes. like me and you, for fucking yeah. egotistical fucking- Comics? Like, I, don't I don't need nobody. I don't need nobody. And we're the worst leader of bands. I tell you, you know what the key, the key to my band was? I'm the worst one in my band. I got guys play with Rick James. I got these guys are so good. They make me. Oh yeah, good that's because the, I'm not the man. That's right. That's the best thing to realize. It's like, I'm not the man. I can just do what I do. I got such good guys behind me. I look like a fucking. I genius. get away with murder. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing stuff. I'm talking trash. Yeah, dude, I get away with murder. I yeah. jump on percussion for a second. Yeah, dude, my daughter sings with us. Dude, I'm having I'm having a ball. Uh huh. Now. After all, did your did your folks live to see your success? Yeah, my mom's alive. Oh, my dad good. too. Oh, I took my dad with me away. I took my my dad too. When I finally when I did Star Search, my dad was sitting next to Miles Davis. Man, oh my god! And Miles Davis said to me, "I did Star Search, and he set in motion what was going to happen in my life." He said, "And I watch you on stage. Uh, do you play music?" I said, "Yeah, because that's jazz. You know all the notes, but you play them the way you want to play them." They ain't gonna like you. Really? He said, you're gonna have to keep moving forward. What year was that? That was 1985, when I first got here. The first day, the star search, back yeah. then. Yeah. He said, they're not going to like you, but you gotta do it anyway. Huh. He said, because you ain't paying attention, no rules. Yeah. And I didn't know, dude, I, just, I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> not too loud, though, Miles Davis. No, I was like this. He says, he said, you got what I'm saying? I said, wow, he says, you make this look like you ain't doing nothing. You see, you make it look like it's easy because you're just flowing with it, but they don't realize your backstory. Even though you're a new comic, your backstory big, your life. And he's right, because when I became a comic, I've been through, by the time I became a comic, I just wasn't some kid 18 who wanted to be funny. 
I was a kid, been kicked out the military, dropped out of college, been through jobs, went through all this. By the time I came a comic, you couldn't wound me. Yeah. You can't hurt me. Yeah. That's what guys understand. I need to go up on stage at the comedy store or improv to, to work out jokes. Work out a joke. I'm working. If I'm on stage, I'm working. I ain't working a routine. I'm bringing no legal pad up so you know, hey, if this sucks, hey, I got this legal pad. Yeah. So that's, it sucks because I got it on this pad. Yeah. Yeah. Man, have some heart, man. Yeah. Do the joke. If it sucks, don't bring a legal pad up, man. That's like saying, oh, see, there's a reason it sucks. Yeah. Uh, my legal pad. I, I, I've done some legal pad work. Yeah, but man, you know what? If you do it, you do it. But don't. I, I've seen guys like this. Uh, that's oh, no, no, no. I, yeah. I, I just put it up there because it reminded me I thought of shit. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I knew I have that shit. I thought about it. was on nap. I have a Nap-ken. napkin. Yeah, yeah, right. Talk about running. Yeah, no, I do oh, that. That's yeah, what yeah, mine yeah, looks yeah, like too. Yeah. But I, about, yeah. I, I got millions of fucking pieces of paper. I went through a box of shit. I'm like, do I need to save this I do, napkin? I do. I yeah. take. I take uh, typewriter paper. I cut it in hand. Yeah, me, and I, dude, that's it. That, dude, that's my sheets. Yeah, that's dude, it. Dude, that's my sheets, man. <laughs> that's my sheets. That's it. And then I go, where did I put that sheet at? Yeah, that's so it. So now I do now? Yeah. I take pictures of it. Oh, that's good. With my phone. That way, if I ever lose the sheet, I always have oh, it. Oh, shit, that's a good take idea. Take a picture with your phone. That way, if you ever lose it, you got it. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, man. Why can't we write on paper? We write, but we lose it. I don't know. I just, but like, there's always this part of it. Because it goes to the book bag. It goes to the book bag. go like this. Oh, no. I put it in the book bag, and I, then I put it inside this book. Then I got on the plane. Yeah, it's gone. And now I don't know where the sheet of paper is. Right, but but what, for my entire life, I've been like, I should get more organized with this shit. But we, uh, did you ever get to? If we were ever organized with it, we would be, be we'd lose the. And I know that sounds like a cop out. Yeah. Every one of us has ADHD. All comics. Yeah. I read a book for the first time ever. Said it's not a disease; it's a gift. Yeah. They've been telling people that ADHD, it doesn't mean you can't focus. It means you won't focus on nothing you don't like. And that's what makes comics special. Don't like it, ain't dealing with it. Yeah. Don't like it, ain't dealing with it. It is a gift to be able to know, yeah. I don't want to do this. Did, did you ever do, it's a gift. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. Did you ever do that thing, though, where it's like, I'm going to sit down with this stack of shitty napkins, and I'm just going to put it all in one place. Like, I've gone periods Yeah, I did, I did. I moved it, it, I did. it I moved it. Yeah. Then I tried to type it out, but I thought about something else. Yeah. As I was typing it up, <laughs> a TV show came on. Look, man, yeah, I was yeah. typing it up, yeah. and then I said, wait a minute. Oh, I was going to type it up. Before, no, now it's 9 o'clock at night. I typed up one. Yeah. Well, the, right, but the thing is, it's like, even if you type it out, it's like, okay, but yeah. I'm never going to look at that I'm shit never. again. What am I going to go I'm get done. it? I typed it up. Yeah, I'm done. Like, you know, the napkins, like, I save them and they're around, but once you do the bit, it's done, no, you're done, be- it's in. The best thing about the napkin thing is, I tell people, this is how organized, as, as organized should be. You got a box full of napkins. If you're walking to the comedy club, just grab some napkins. I don't know which ones you grab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I do tonight. I actually stand on stage every time before I perform, I said, I have no what I'm talking about. I walk as I'm walking on stage. My first joke is coming. Yeah, I like that. I've walked on stage like this. Oh my god, got nothing, got nothing. So I've no, I've done. Mm. I've t- I'm honest. I tell my audience, I have nothing. Yeah. What do you want me to start? Yeah. And say something. Boom. They boom, love boom, it. Boom. They love then it. it goes. Then it goes. They love it. I you said still tonight work. you are my writers. I'm not paying y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but they like it. Yeah. They, they love. Tell it. me where to go. Now the audience loves it. It's always comic. I tell comics. Don't ever listen to comics oh, yeah. about your bits. And look at their little comic face. Yeah, like, yeah, like with sort of like, nah, that's what you got. I'm yeah. not impressed. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, it, it, you know, it, I, I, I love comics, though. I like comics when, they, when they're not on stage with me. 
Right. I like comics when eating breakfast. Yeah. I like comics wearing the car going somewhere. I like comics when somebody tries to lock us out of a club we can't get in. Oh, we coming here. We, I like the boldness of comics when we ain't doing stand up. That's right. You we live in life. But that's the funny thing about it is like, you know, we get this privilege. Yeah. So you hang around with all these brilliant motherfuckers. Yeah. Yes. You know, and just go eat. Yes. You go to the movie with some brilliant motherfuckers. And, and tell about everybody we hate. They're all trying to yeah. work in it. And they're tell about everything it. we sure, hate sure. and the people who brought our food that we hate. Yeah. We get to talk about everything. Everything. That's why we shouldn't have to get therapy. We are therapy, that's man. That's right. That's right. For everybody. We are therapy, bro. Yeah. That's our job for the culture. Yes. That's what we do. Yeah. We're the court jester. That for, means we can get killed at any moment. Yeah, at any yeah. moment, the king off yeah. of his head. Yeah. So we got to go like, man, we're almost like this, man, I hope he don't call me up today. Yeah, yeah. He's having a bad day. Yeah. Oh, let me go do my thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because only comedy, comedy is the only art form that the act of doing it is the act of learning it. This is the only art form. You can't go to Berkeley School of Comedy. Mm-hmm. There's no Berkeley School. And if people take comedy classes, I do. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Good luck with it. Yeah. yeah. But my thing is this. This is the only art form. I think I'm funny. Really? Okay, get up on stage money for three minutes. Yeah. Okay. What? Dude, it's like saying, I think you could drive. Look, man, I'm going to give you the keys for three minutes. Drive as good as you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then tomorrow we'll do some more driving. Yeah, yeah. You learn to play an instrument. I can practice before I jump on stage with my guitar. Comedy? Dude, I think I'm funny. Really? Hey, guys, there's a guy who thinks he's funny. No, no! Yeah. And they put you on stage. And it's the it. act of doing. Yeah. It's a boldness that nobody, no other art form has our boldness. Great talking to you. Right on, man. That's it. That's our show. What a, what a great story and what a good dude. And you know, it was interesting to hear him wrestle with uh, images of Cosby. Uh, you know, it's something that that will come up in other interviews soon. Uh, it, it's it's hard, uh, you know, to acknowledge what a horrible person he is, and contrast that with somebody you may have respected your entire life. It's it's an interesting struggle for some people. But I was glad I talked to him. And I, I I really had a nice time with the. With uh, Sinbad. Go see him if you can. I uh, Go to WTFPod.com for all your WTF pod needs. Get on that mailing list. I do put a little energy into uh, writing that email for you. And also uh, JustCoffee.coop. I haven't done that one in a while. Get the uh, WTF blend. Get a little, you know, I get a little bit of something, something with that. And I get coffee. I'm, uh, I'm out of my mind right now. Out of my mind. That's it. I will let you know on Monday when Charlie Rose is going to be on and and um, and uh, how it went before it's on, maybe. I'll give you a little teaser. What? Guitar? Sure, I can do that.